Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bitly and Murata Mornings, Social Studies. Brought to you by CarolHasTheBuyers.com. Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. Nine o'clock hour is here. It's time for Sarah Cazell to take over the steering wheel of this bus that we call Social Studies. Before it goes off the cliff. Yes, don't let me drive anymore. Take the wheel, please. Sarah, take the wheel. Take the wheel, wheel, please. Sarah, take the wheel. Take the wheel, Sarah. Oh, wait, we're working on two different songs here. What is that song? It's from uh, Dora the Explorer, I believe. <laughs> I have oh. kids. Classic, yes, yes. Tim has kids. Yes. I thought that was another dandy from, uh, who's that player from the Hart- 1940s? Hardy Brown? Hardy Brown. Hardy Brown. Hardy Brown. We all learned a little bit today, we kids. Sure we did. Did. I, You <laughs> stumped me. Okay. That Hardy Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. Dirtiest shoulders Whoop. in the whole damn town. Hey. I'm here to educate, but Sarah... Take it away. I'm here to entertain. How about that? All right. We're on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata. At Bickley underscore Murata. Go ahead and follow us if you haven't already. Please. That's where Jarrett posts our questions every single day. So let's start with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Quite an ongoing topic of conversation is Kevin Durant. When the man might be ready to get back onto the basketball court and what will be the state of the Phoenix Suns when he finally is ready. As we have established, there's a... You don't have to fall too far in the West to be in play-in tournament territory right now. So kind of scary uh, situation for the Suns with 11 regular season games left. Let's start out by filling in this blank. Vince Murata and Tim Ring. Why are you laughing, Vince? Because I read some of the responses. (laughs) The Suns will be blank when Kevin Durant comes back. The Suns will be blank. I don't know how to answer that other than to say ready. <laughs> well, ready there's different now. ways yeah. you can interpret the blank. Yeah. Happy. That's right. Excited. And well, by the way. Relieved. Cooked. Without, without in filling in place. the blank. <laughs> right? Can we just acknowledge how torturous this has been? Yeah. Since the trade went down until today, it's just been... A month of waiting five, to play. Five or six weeks of just absolute torture. Do you think it's more front. torturous because we saw three games of yes. him? Or yes. If he, if he, okay. Yes. And then yeah. to get hurt in warm-ups it, it's, it's by hilarious. himself. Yeah. I love we talked the, about this on the show, but it was one of those things where you just had to laugh because it was so ridiculous. Yeah, I, how Did, cursed are we? <laughs> okay, so the Suns will be what when Kevin Durant comes back? I'm Tim sticking Ray? with Ready. Okay, Ready says Vince. What, what about you, Tim? In the play-in tournament. Ooh. But the ability to get out of it. With KD. With KD. (laughs) How about this? Ben Noyola says the Suns will be competitive. I think they will need an off-season to restock the bench and the defense. They're a year away from a a run at a championship. I don't disagree with that thinking. Okay. I only worry about the Chris Paul component with that line of thinking. I agree. They can re-fortify the bench and the supporting cast in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Put a better cast around those guys. But Chris Paul is going to be another year older. Yeah. yeah. Matt says the Suns will be in a play-in spot. Uh, Net Zona. <laughs> they all sound like Merv Griffin. <laughs> Net Zona says the Suns will be just waiting for Katie's next injury. Uh, dude is fragile, says HD11. He'll be injured as soon as he returns. BSB says the Suns will be fine in the West. Sarah.
Sarah Martinez says the Suns will be lethal with the salute emoji. And then get this Twitter handle, Jarrett. Handfruit Hercules. <laughs> Handfruit Hercules says the Suns will be poised for a legitimate run. Yeah, I don't know where he found the uh, emoji or the uh, the little avatar the Abby, of, yeah. of a pear flexing, but good good on you, Handfruit Hercules. I know. That is a really a great photo. Yeah. I shall be quite excited. I'd yes. like to see, I, if Durant's healthy and back on the court, I'd like to see somebody take the Suns out in a best of seven with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. I, yeah. I hope we get there. I want to see, yes. can, I will see, see who can do that. Hey, let's get to the Arizona Cardinals, shall we? As if our conversation wasn't depressing enough already. <laughs> let's get to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, David Blau. Blau like cow. Oh, Blau like cow. As the, oh. I love that the Cardinals include Ooh. that. <laughs> yeah, I love that they I still include it. No, yeah. I, I genuinely love it. Well, yeah, <sighs> you never know who is reading their release for the first time. The team is bringing back David Blau and Colt McCoy as their quarterbacks next season. Of course, we don't really know what's up with Kyle. Murray when he will be fully rehabbed and ready to get back onto the football field. So of these three options, guys, what does it mean for Kyler Murray that both David Blau and Colt McCoy are coming back? It means that Kyler Murray will be back on the field sooner than expected. It means he will be back later than expected, or it means nothing. I would lean toward back later than expected, but that's just me and my pessimistic self. That's what I voted for, too. I would, to my club. I would like to think the fact that they were not more hyper-aggressive in bringing in somebody else, that they believe Kyler Murray will, in fact, be back at the nine-month mark. And the nine-month mark would mean he would miss four games. That I don't know how they true. can know that, though, in I don't know either. March. Wow. Especially with a guy who's never been through that rehab before. Yeah. Yeah, and that's assuming that there are no issues, no hang-ups, no re-injuries. Yeah, that's that's not necessarily realistic. All right, our voters, uh, 69% of them, to be exact, say David Blau and Colt McCoy coming back, that doesn't mean anything for Kyler Murray. 19% say it means that Kyler will be back sooner than expected. In other words, the Cardinals didn't go and get more competitive quarterback talent so that he'll be back sooner than expected or 12%, uh, which is what Vince and I voted for, think that that means Kyler Murray will be back later than expected. Robert Mason and a whole bunch of other people said, it means the tank is on. The Cardinals don't want to win this year. Kyler will not play a down this year. Bring on Wimby! Oh, wait, I'm confused. (laughs) We want a seven-footer! Or seven-foot-three, or however tall he is. I feel like every time someone mentions his height, they add an inch on. He's he's seven-foot-six! He's eight-foot-nine! Can you believe it? That's so unhealthy. Never seen a guy that size move like that before. (laughs) Tom G says it means the number one pick for the Cardinals. Brian Wasson wants to know, why not bring in Cam Newton? He's a vet with almost the same style as Kyler. What, what what do we think about that? Can't throw. Yeah, there's that problem. Can't really, can't really <laughs> kind do of much a, of it. Kind of important. <laughs> Throwing? For he's also not at all. I mean, uh, it's not, he's ooh, not really at all uh, the same style me. as Kyler, other than he was a running quarterback, but he was a much more physical quarterback. Yeah. yeah. They could quarterback sneak with Cam Newton. Bring him in for third and fourth downs. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Let's get to... Uh, Bring back the leveler. <laughs> oh, struggle. Wait, where is he? I know he had he been with, with the, the Jets. He was with the Jets. Did he land anywhere else? I don't know. All right. Uh, speaking of backup quarterback Chris Strebler, former backup quarterback Chris Strebler, with the guy Tim Ring sitting in Dan Bigley's seat today, we want to know, who is the greatest fill-in or backup of all time in sports or in pop culture? It's Tim Ring. <laughs> See, that's what I was going to do. Easy, Obviously. Uh, oh. The answers are... Both of my answers are... Uh, John Havlicek! Pop, pop culture related. <laughs> Johnny Moxon of the West Canaan Coyotes filling in for the injured Lance Harbor. Yeah, I mean, he was reading Kurt Vonnegut during a game, and he was able to step in and what? get the job done. Varsity Blues. Come I've on, never seen it. I know. You haven't seen I it? I know I haven't. And you know pop culture, Joan Rivers for Johnny Carson. Oh. Oh, we talk? Can we talk? Brian Johnson for Bon Scott. Ooh. Oh. Right at, I thought Bickley was gone today. Hey. No, really. That was for you, Bick. <laughs> That was for you. Inspiring. Uh, Kurt Warner for the Rams got a lot of shout-outs. Oh, a beautiful choice. Nick Foles, well, he's bounced around, but I assume with Philly is what they're referring to. For that to. one year, he was a great backup. That's right. Uh, Aldo V says, at Tim Ring TV. That's right. It's my guy, Aldo. Then Kyle. Shout-out. Kyle Martin. Aldo! <laughs> at that Aldo. Aldo Shoes. Aldo Purses. Place at the mall. Anything <laughs> is possible. Any given Sunday. Chad Henny. That's what Kyle Martin That's wrote good. in. He just he, rode off into his retirement. He, yes, he twice saved the Chiefs in the playoffs in Super Bowl seasons, then pieced out. Uh, dental tech going to the pop culture side of things. I'm ashamed to know this. Don't be ashamed to know this. But hands down, J-Lo. Jennifer Lopez as a fly girl. She was a backup dancer and now a superstar. Wow. I like some of these. These answers are good. I believe Jeff Hostetler won a Super Bowl as a backup. I believe Earl Morrill may have won a Super Bowl as a backup. Our our guy Dave Leonard said uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Kindergarten Cop. (laughs) (laughs) You kids are soft. You lack discipline. Who is your daddy and what does he do? I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. I don't want them answered immediately. I want them answered immediately. (laughs) Who is your daddy and what does he do? Uh, And Justin with a a a very obscure one that I love. You idiot. That time Chris Cole filled in for Bobby Beers as the lead singer of Steel Dragon. You ever see Rockstar? Mark Wahlberg? Yes, I have. I love that movie. Great pull, Justin. Way to go. Oh, the homeless Filipino kid who filled in for Steve Perry on Journey. He's still in the band. There you go. I don't think he's homeless anymore. No, probably not. not. <laughs> hope not. Thank you, Sarah. Ariel Pinata. <laughs> that's his that's name. Pinata. Whatever. <laughs> what? Thanks to everybody who chimed in on social yes, studies. Thank you. In case you're wondering, we, we've gone off the rails. Get down. Coming up next, uh, I don't know. What what are we doing next, Jared? What do you think? Let's put it on you. What's when the lights oh, go down. What is the show, me? Jared? <laughs> I say we talk about some Suns basketball yeah. next. What do you think? Lots of stuff. Seems to be a lot of doom and gloom in the air. Let's capture it. Should, yeah. Here on Bickley and Murata Mornings with Tim Ring in for Bick on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. 
Yeah, Kevin Durant's doing more and more on the court. I would expect more evaluations later this week. I think there will be potentially an update later this week and early next week when they reevaluate him and, and see exactly how much progress he's made. But uh, definitely there's optimism within the Suns that they're going to be cautious, uh, but they are hopeful that he's going to be back in lineup before the end of March, potentially early April. Uh, the goal was always here, you know, two to three weeks uh, in that range. But they're going to be cautious. They know the best time for him is playoff time. So get, making sure that he's 100% not rushing him back, I think that'll be a priority as That well. is John Sharania from uh, the Athletic and Stadium yesterday talking about Kevin Durant, the optimism that he could be back by the end of March. It's March 21st today. That means there's 10 days left in this month. Um, if he does come back, we talked about it in the previous segment, Tim, and Tim rings in for Bick today. Um, you know, we're looking at five, six games at the most with Kevin Durant as you ramp up into the playoffs. Should the Suns still be in position for it? I think they will. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't getting nervous about it, especially when you look at the upcoming schedule and the constant reminders that the Phoenix Suns' remaining 11-game schedule is the toughest in all of the NBA. Well, it is, and there's no doubting that. Um, I just I, I would be way more reassured, even if tomorrow night you see a better performance from the Suns that are out there, and hopefully, knock on wood. DeAndre Ayton can get back soon from this hip contusion. Well, if he's not back, and this is what I this is what I talked about earlier this morning, and I, I don't want to risk Kevin Durant's ankle and long-term health. I get it. But I'm basing this a little bit off of James Jones saying if this was the playoffs, Durant would be out there. You may reach a point where you lose enough games here in the next week or so where you may have to rush Durant back out on the court. That That's, if, if, if KD's agrees to it. Training staff is like, okay, listen, he's not 100%. It's not ideal. But from a basketball standpoint, Uh we we need to get him back out on the court. I could see that getting to a spot. Let's say... Where where is that spot? If they're in the play-in or if they're in danger of missing the playoffs completely? The latter, for sure. I think it's a fascinating question. And the play-in... If it were me and KD signs off on it and you can get that thing taped up and put the brace on it, the old school brace around that ankle, I mean, just to have him out there on the court, even if he's not 100%, but I, I just, I think... You have to consider the future, too, and, and, and we do have history on this front. I mean, the Golden State Warriors, Kevin Durant injured his lower leg in a playoff series. When he came back a little too And they quote-unquote rushed him back to play in the finals against Toronto, and he lasted what? 20-something minutes? Right. Blew out the Achilles and missed a year. I think it all but that depends. Was a, uh, that was a calf injury that was probably... It was. It was really probably an Achilles injury that they just didn't... And that was the thought, about. At, the thought at the time, probably. Uh, it, it will all come down to the Suns' belief. If it gets to that point, how much they believe they can contend for a title, regardless of record, seating, whatever, if Kevin Durant is on the floor. Right. And if they get to that point, we might see it. Uh, we might see, you know, the record might get to a point where they could say, you know what, we're not going to rush this. What if they lose these next three games? Which is not totally ridiculously out of the question, especially if Aiton's not back. Well, three games would take them, what, it's Lakers Wednesday, Sacramento Friday, In Sacramento, Philadelphia Saturday. Philadelphia at home so on we'd Saturday. So still be at, what, two and a half weeks from that three-week reevaluation date, by the time they would play again, it would be the following Monday. So yeah, it would be. So there's four games between now and that three-week evaluation. Yes, deadline basically. 
They play Minnesota on a Wednesday, so yeah, so that would be, be twenty game. days. That, 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 it would get really interesting at that point. I just think you know, Jared brought it up. I if if they are in a position where making the playoffs is in question. When you talk about the Nuggets coming up twice and the Clippers and another game in L.A., LeBron may be back by that game. At Oklahoma City, we just saw what that looked like. Yeah, they're a different team. They saw they saw Oklahoma City twice without Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and they weren't very hard games. He, okay. he changes that team completely. Those Denver games might be, might be soft landing spots because Denver is the one team in the West that's been outside of recent events pretty consistent, pretty healthy. They might be st- strategically resting people at that point. They're they're locked in. Nobody's challenging them for number 1. Again, and you know, anybody listening is like, "Oh, you can't risk Durant." I'm I'm I'm, I'm basing a lot of uh, this thought process off of the general manager who said if the playoffs were happening, he would be out there. Those so, quotes so, certainly made all this spicier, there's no doubt about it. So, you get in a position where if you desperately need wins, you may have to play him at less than 100%. I wonder, like, did he mean that literally, though? Or was it like just a way to reassure people that it wasn't like a season-ending injury? I think he meant it literally. I think there know, might have been a combination of both, but I think there was certainly a literal literal meaning to it. You know, it's funny, Vince, the, the day that he hurt the ankle, you know, you and I were both out there, obviously. The fact that he laced up his shoe and finished up his warm-up, it kind of led me to believe that this was not going to be a three-week deal. Nope. I, in fact, I even said on the post-game show, hey, maybe he can play Saturday against the Kings. I remember hearing you say 48 that. hours later. And I was because I thought, suddenly, I thought, uh, you know, it, you know Encouraged to the point where, hey, this yeah. might be not. Uh, not I mean, this is bewildered. This is bewildered, Dan, for sure. Right. We've talked about this for the last two weeks. Like, and some of that is experience covering guys with that injury, and actually having that injury myself, playing a lot of basketball in my life. I thought, okay, he wasn't helped off the floor. He wasn't. He didn't limp off. He laced it up. He finished his warm up. They might be holding him out tonight for cautionary reasons, that thing swelled up and it was like, all right, he better sit. But there was a part of me, like I said on the show, that, hey, maybe he'll be back on Saturday night. And then to hear three weeks, it's like, oh my God. You know, so I think how they play over this week may dictate whether or not you rush him back on the court. One of the strangest things in the recent history of the Phoenix Suns. All things considered. Waiting for as long as we did to see Kevin Durant on the day that that freak occurrence happened, being the you know coinciding with the home opener against one of his former teams, the reaction to it, and then the follow up, which is this three week limbo period. It's funny, uh, Rex Chapman. I don't know if you guys ever played this. We did. You did. Okay. It was amazing. In case anybody missed, yeah. doesn't know what we're talking about. Tim Kempton was taping his pregame radio interview with Rex Chapman. Sitting courtside. Courtside. Kempton's back is to the basket where Durant is warming up. Chapman is facing that basket. He sees Durant fall down, and he stops mid-interview. He's like, oh, KD just lost his balance and fell down. Collective gasp out of the yeah. arena. But don't worry, everybody. He's okay. He's, yeah, he's fine. up. He's fine. He's up. He's fine. And then they continued the interview. <laughs> <laughs> It still doesn't resonate with me. So, hey, Rex Chapman. It doesn't register with me, I should say. Old takes exposed, Rex. (laughs) 
He's not fine. No, he, he's not. You can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Also want to remind you that Rock and Roll Hall of Famers Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks are headed to Chase Field for one night only, December 8th. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m., but you can win a pair of tickets now by visiting the contest page at ArizonaSports.com. Coming up next, the real reason why Tim Ring agreed to fill in on a Tuesday. It's Mustache. Not a mustache. We'll do it next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings with Tim Ring in for Bick here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. All right. Before we get into this week's edition of Mustache, not a mustache. We are going to our website, ArizonaSports.com, to look at our daily poll question. Team USA's Merrill Kelly, also of the D-backs, is slated to start against Japan in the World Baseball Classic final. Who are you picking to win this game, the U.S. or Japan? I'm going to pick Team USA, right? USA. A little patriotic pride in an international competition. What about you, Tim Ring? Are you gotta a pick Team USA, of course. <laughs> Come on. Oh, we got to. Eighty-six percent. Eighty-six say USA is going to win this one. Fourteen percent are going for Shohei and Japan. He's going to pitch in relief. He says. It's interesting. They have Yu Darvish and Shohei Otani, and neither is starting this yeah. game. They could both see action. Otani's preparing to uh, DH and pitch. He's making himself available. Laying it out. There you go. Not since Brendan Fraser in... Otani is going to pitch! In the rookie? The rookie. That was the name of the... The rookie? No, the scout. Oh, the scout. That's right. The rookie Uh, was with uh, Dennis Dennis Quaid. Quaid. The scout was a horrible, horrible movie. movie. I love Albert Brooks. Rookie of the year was with Thomas Ian Nicholas. Yes, friend of the show. (laughs) That's today's Sanderson Ford. That could happen, by the way. That really could happen, that story. Oh, it could. (laughs) (laughs) You can vote on it now on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Mustache. Not a mustache. A mustache, a mustache, a mustache, big mustache, big mustache, my mustache, your mustache. Say the word, the word mustache, a mustache, a mustache. Now we both have said mustache, a mustache, a mustache, if you only got a mustache. Okay, so this is about mustaches. All right, this is about mustaches, all right, because it is 9.30 on a Tuesday. Time for America's fastest-growing facial hair-related quiz sensation, mustache. Not, Not a, a mustache. mustache. I will be presenting a clue, a soundbite from a movie, a TV show, an interview, or a song. And Vince Morata or Tim Ring will have to tell me whether the person that's talking or singing has a mustache or does not have a mustache. For a bonus point, you can identify the person. First one, the 10 wins. And today's theme, because our very own Aaron Maloney at the station, formerly a member of Bickley and Murata, now produces the Wolf and Luke show. She got married this week, had a wedding. All right. So all all clues will have something to do with weddings. Woo! Oh, weddings and marriages. Yeah. Tim, since you are the guest today, would you like to go first or second? I will go second Ooh. on this fine Tuesday. Okay, you will go second. And we like to begin with musical clues. And we do? Vince. Yeah, always. I mean, you like it. I oh, okay. Well, like I like it. Here we go. It's a beautiful night. 
I think we need more uh, flash mob videos of uh, this song being used as a proposal tool. Uh, that is Bruno Mars, not a mustache. That is correct. What an era that was on it the internet. Really, it really was. I must have gotten married around that time because I, that song felt like it was playing nonstop leading up to my wedding and during my wedding. So I have fond memories of it. All right. Yeah. Uh, David Bowie, not a mustache. That is correct. Two to two. Do you, wow. do you determine that to be a wedding song because of the get to, to the, the church, church on time? time? Yeah, modern love. I don't know. It might be just going to pray. I. That's confess. true. I will tell you. I, with that, there's a lot of wedding songs sung by female singers, yeah. which would not help us in mustache, not a mustache. So I had to <laughs> well, a little bit. <laughs> All right. Um. I don't know if you know this, Jared. This is a totally sexist game. <laughs> I know. We could we could add a, a blonde or brunette or something to the female. Put some females in there. All right, uh, Vince. Some women. Yes. You don't like female women. Well, that's an adjective. It's not a noun. Hmm, interesting. Doesn't make sense. I come to me and you say, give me justice. I sit on this with respect. You don't offer friendship. You don't even think to call me Godfather. You said you come into my house on the day my daughter's to be married and you ask me to do murder for money. Marlon Brando from The Godfather. Ooh. Oh. Ew. That's what happens when you've never seen the classic. That's what happens when bodies start slapping. Uh, you've never seen The Godfather? I've never seen The Godfather what? all the way through. Yeah. Me neither. Oh, my God. Not a mustache. No, he has a mustache he in does. that. Yep. Don Corleone has a mustache. You and invited me over to my house I'll prepare for myself for the okay. inevitable wave of Twitter. Cri- How can you never see the Godfather? You see Joe Dirt a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put a Joe Dirt. All right, I'll take the character and movie in this, but if you know the actor, okay. Marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. Marriage, that blessed arrangement, that dream within a dream. Oof. The Princess Bride's not going to give me any points, is it? <laughs> uh, well, who, who was it in The Princess Bride? That's, that said? that's what I don't know. I'm going to say not a mustache, though. Not a mustache is correct. Okay. And I don't know the actor or the character. The actor was famous British comedian Peter Cook. Yeah, I never would have And he played just the clergyman there. You didn't have a name? No. That's all you had to say, but you... uh, Had to say the clergyman? I didn't want to say it. For whatever reason, didn't want to say that. All right. All right. Tie game. That was a horrible clue. That's a great... That's a very famous scene. That's (laughs) tremendous, Vince. I got the movie. Uh, Jack White, not a mustache. That is correct. 
I enjoy that song very much from the White Stripes. You enjoy all of your clues very much. I know. I'm it, a, it's based on what you know, Jared. <laughs> well, let's, a, let's be honest. I'm a Dorcas. <laughs> all right, here we go. True. Five, three. Let's go. Need this for the title. Love and marriage. Love and marriage. Who is this? Go together like a horse and carriage. This, I tell you, brother. That'd be a Francis Albert Sinatra <laughs> and not a mustache. Yes, but how could you not think of the opening credits to Married with Children? I did the, think of that. The Highway by Chicago, I guess it is there that they show. All right. High five. It's Lakeshore Drive. Oh. The Highway by Chicago. I don't, okay, that, I don't know. Never that right. road thingy. All right. <laughs> Working for the actor here, Vince. Okay. Hi, Ross. Take the Emily. Take the Rachel. <laughs> Emily, as my lawfully wedded wife, in sickness and in health, until death parts us. Really, I do. <laughs> Emily. <laughs> that is uh, David Schwimmer uh, from Friends, not a mustache. All right. Very good. What's Tim? the score? He doesn't do score up to No, I got it. Seven to five. Seven to five. Seven to five. Seven to five. Wedding theme and mustache on my house. Tim. Odell hit me up in, in the morning and so say crash, but uh, it was the most welcome uh, for somebody crashing the wedding. And, you know, he's always got such great energy and, and it was great to be able to have him with us. And uh, we all had a good time. Here we go, man. Uh, that would be uh, Sean McVay, not a mustache. Can move Sean McVay with heavy, heavy five o'clock shadow. <laughs> <laughs> but not a mustache. All right. Wait. Seven, seven. That's not a mustache? The judges have spoken, Vince. Play the game. All right. <laughs> fine. <laughs> Move it along. I know this is just an exhibition, and winning and losing doesn't matter. Please, no, 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 indicated. <laughs> no wagering, please. <laughs> Vince. Tim, do I have a mustache right now? <laughs> See? All right, char- All right Vince, char- character is fine here, but you, you know the actor. Yes, I love technology, but not as much as you, you see. But I still love technology, always and forever. Uh, that is uh, Kip Dynamite, played by Aaron Rule, oh. and a mustache. <laughs> Very nice. Wow. I, I saw Jared, and he mi- started and mouthing the song. In yes. a million years, I never would have guessed that oh. actor's name. And that will go down in history as the movie, like, a hundred years from now, if, if civilization still exists, we'll just wonder what we were watching. Yeah. <laughs> why we, why yeah. that made a hundred million dollars. All right. For the tie. Whoa, let's go. Not a mustache. All right. All right. Now we're knotted up at nine. We're knotted up at nine, which means we have a special tiebreaker presented by the great Sarah Cazell, which will be coming up right after this break. (laughs) I do have a question prepared, though. All right. So stay tuned after the commercial for the conclusion of Mustache. Not Not a mustache. mustache. This is like 10 straight weeks where mustache, not a mustache, has gone to a tiebreaker. We will determine the winner. Among other things, next, it's Bickley Murata Mornings. Tim Ring in for Bick here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Okay, so this is about mustaches. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Weekly and Murata. Song of the Day.
got some run on the show today. A little journey fronted by Ariel Pineda from Lollapalooza 2021. This is the fill-in's voice? Yes. You're crazy, right? <laughs> now you know why he got the job. <laughs> no kidding. Oh, my gosh. He was homeless in the Philippines, and he, he sent a, he, he somehow sent a recording of him to the band. It is it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Can we tweet, uh, tweet us and say that he's been the front man of Journey longer consecutively than Steve Perry ever was. Oh, hmm. wow. We're all old. Uh, lights, again live at Lollapalooza 2021 from Journey, today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. Oh, I know the world's been hanging through the uh, commercial break for the exciting conclusion to today's mustache, not a mustache. Yeah. All right, we have... Sarah, you got a tiebreaker? Yes, we have a tiebreaker question. So, Tim, I'm going to ask you to answer the question aloud, but Vince will first send the answer to me via internal messaging. Yes. So that you won't know each other's guesses. So don't blurt out the answer. Don't blurt it out yet. Yes. It's kind of like a quiz show thing. You got to put things exactly. In them. That's, right. that's right. That's right. You're okay. The with the soundproof. With the soundproof. That's right. Okay. So wedding was the theme because of Aaron Maloney. Congratulations again. So according to the knot.com, which is like the ultimate wedding and wedding planning website, what was the national average cost of a wedding in 2022? In 2022. In, National, Amer- in the United States? Yes, in the U.S., the average cost of a wedding last year. No Googling, Vince. No Googling. Googling. He's sending it to me on our internal... See, my, my pick is that's in. That's the genius of it. Oh, yeah, I'm sending <laughs> okay, it to Sarah. His Google. pick is in. There's no way I could have Googled that fast ring. <laughs> he's... he's- <laughs> He has nothing but integrity for games like this. For it's trivia. true. It's I will true. cheat at everything else but trivia games. <laughs> I'm going to go with $23,000. Ooh. $23,000. $23,000 is Tim Ring's guess. $19,000 is Vince Morata's guess. The national average cost of a wedding in the U.S. last year was... Can confirm that blip is that expensive. Holy moly, $30,000. That's the average? That's the average. Goodness. My daughter's not getting married. What do you think, um, And there, nobody's going to college either. She's not here. She's, <laughs> she's right. not here. We could talk about her. What do you That's think Maloney shindig costs? <laughs> Stop it. Well done, Tim Ring. Yes, well the done, man knows Tim. all things about marriage. I got to go on uh, the, the, the register and get Maloney a fork or something. A fork? <laughs> one single fork? Yes. One single fork for $87. I'll, yes. I love, those regi- I love those registers because it's like... It's it's like 12 things for like $40, $50, $60, $30. And then there's always one thing for like $600. Yes. You I guess for like your rich there. uncle or something. Just yeah. see what happens. Or maybe perfect for uh, you know a group of employees to go in on a That's gift exactly like that. right. Mm-hmm. All your friends get together to get the big $600, you know. That's right. I remember when item former person who worked here, Jordan Bird, he former got married. Former person who worked here? <laughs> Still He's a no person. no longer a person. <laughs> Just doesn't work here anymore. I remember I got... I got uh, uh, we went in, me and a couple other producers went in and got him a cameo message from Matt Leinert. I do oh, remember that. Oh, I forgot about that. Telling him how much he loved him. That's also so cost $600, I think. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, here's one for you, Tim Ring. You'll uh, appreciate this. I, I will, yes. They're, uh, we're coming up with a 40-year anniversary next month of one of the most famous expletive-filled rants in all of sports history, and that was by Lee Elia when he was the manager of the Chicago Cubs. Yep. April 29th, 1983, he got sick and tired of Cubs fans coming to Wrigley during the day and just ripping on his team and yep. unloading on it. Things have changed because he, he pointed out the 3,000 people that come here every day. I can't listen to this anymore. I can't play any of the audio because there's too much editing that needs to be done. So there was one guy. I never knew this until today. This audio was captured by one reporter. Les Grobstein. Les Grobstein. Uh, and it, be, it it's lived in perpetuity because he was the guy who recorded it. The tape recorder on which Les Grobstein recorded this rant is going up for auction. The bidding starts at $500. That's fat. We, so we just lost Les yes. not too long ago. Yeah. He passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, great guy, by the way. He was the only local media guy to go into the Cubs clubhouse. Uh-huh. The reason why is the Dodgers had an outfielder named Mike Marshall who was playing for the uh, the Dodgers, but he was from Chicago. So the Chicago media that usually would have been talking to Lee Elia all went to the Dodgers clubhouse to talk to Mike Marshall because he grew up in Buffalo Grove. Okay. So Elia was the only guy, or Grobstein was the only guy in the Elia office, and that's why it's the only recording of that that Imagine existed. that. I mean, talk about serendipity. And here we are 40 years later still talking about that. It's the that greatest decision. rant of all time. It is. I think it beats Lasorda. Oh, yeah. Lasordas. There was the, the doctored one from Earl Weaver on the call-in radio show, which is pretty pretty. Epic. I used to know a lot of it by heart. Half the world's working. <laughs> Boy. If you're not at work, I would say Google it and listen to it if you're not familiar with what we're talking about. You might not have to... Uh, worry about spending money in the future, Vinny, because your son just tweeted us. Imagine spending $30,000 for your life to be over. <laughs> <laughs> the apple don't fall far from the tree. Sheesh, no kidding. <laughs> Especially when the marriage likely will be over five, six years later. No one's forcing anyone yeah. to get married here. Statistically no, it's, speaking. It's very true. It's <laughs> still definitely a, an individual choice. Just make good choices. But we were yes. talking about that Bruno Mars song being the, uh, yeah, the yeah. background for all those very, very elaborate engagement yes. or uh, proposal um, videos. Yeah. I think I, at one point there were so many of them I got to the rules like, all right, you have to put this much energy and effort into your very elaborate divorce video. Oh, geez. <laughs> that would be, that actually would be pretty funny if, if somebody did an elaborate divorce and served papers at the end of it or oh my served gosh. him papers. World the- Baseball Classic wraps up tonight in Miami. Team USA with Merrill Kelly of the D-backs on the mound. So it's just a one-game championship game? One-game championship. U.S. and Japan for all the marbles. And I know there's a lot of people because during the course of this tournament, Tim, we've seen uh, Freddie Freeman get injured to a certain degree. We saw Edwin Diaz get injured. He's going to miss the entire season for the Mets. And Jose Altuve got hit with a pitch. He's going to miss eight to ten weeks to start the season. So there's all these critics saying, you've got to get rid of this. People are, it's an exhibition. It doesn't matter. The players who are participating in it, and I don't know if you saw the footage. I didn't watch the game live, but Trey Turner hit a grand slam for Team USA on Saturday in a huge, uh, it it was a huge moment. Uh, 
and they they end up winning that game. He said it was the biggest biggest accomplishment of his career, and it was and he played in the World Series, and the crowd was crazier than any environment he's ever played in. He won the World Series, didn't he? Yeah, we keep talking about baseball needing things to make it hip and entertaining and fun again, and along comes the World Baseball Classic after a six year absence, and it still has critics. I don't understand it. We can't have it both ways because I don't think people here respect it, whereas the players do, and the other countries certainly do. Like if LeBron James got hurt playing for the Olympics, where people be like, oh, get rid of the Olympics. They should never. No, because they know it matters. It doesn't matter to people as much here. So when a player like Diaz gets injured, Mets fans are all pissed off about it. It doesn't matter yet. This is the first one that I really got a lot of buzz. It's like it's, it's happened before. I don't remember people talking about it. It's been talked about a little bit, not to this degree. Tim Ring. You're the man. Thanks for sitting in. Appreciate it. Vinny, anytime, my friend. We'll see you next Friday. Yeah, next Friday. I'll see you next Friday. Bick will be back tomorrow. Thanks to John Bloom and Shane Doan. Wolf and Luke are up next.